grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. If you're of a certain age, you will remember the absolute adrenaline rush of getting your hands on your first Playboy or penthouse. Well, the world has changed a fair bit since those days and now porn is readily available and often for free on the internet. The rise of a particular site called OnlyFans, which is a subscription site, absolutely fascinates me. And tonight I'm going to be speaking with one of the top 0.4% of earners on OnlyFans, And she's right here in Australia. We're going to be delving into what OnlyFans is and how some women are forging a career for themselves using the OnlyFans platform. Audrey Aura will be our special guest tonight on After Dark. Let's dive in. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. If you are of a certain age, you may remember the awkward trips to the newsagent to buy the magazines that you would store under your bed, in your cupboard, and wherever mum wouldn't find them. Well, today, the world has certainly opened up. And in this digital age, there is a plethora of choices. And today, I'm going to talk to a person who is in the top 0.4% of earners on OnlyFans. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome to After Dark, Audrey Aura. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So look, for the uninitiated, what I want to talk about is what is OnlyFans? If someone has sort of heard the term but doesn't actually know what it involves, what is OnlyFans? Well, the site itself is technically just a subscription site. It's not anything in particular. Uh, However, it has been known and become mainstream as basically a porn site now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a subscription. So how much would a subscription cost a user per month? Uh, it's anywhere from I think three dollars is the minimum, all the way up to fifty dollars is the maximum. So it really just depends on who you're subscribing to, um, as to how much they charge right. for sure. their services. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So I log on to OnlyFans for the first time. What can I expect? So when you say that you um, you sort of subscribe to certain um, models that that appeal to you, uh, and they you guys set your own prices, is that right? In terms of what um, you want your subscribers to pay to follow you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we set what we want uh, our resubscription price to be, and then we can also set sales and promotions and that sort of thing. Um, but when logging on for the first time, for example, there's no there's no search function, there's no categories, there's no homepage. You have to do all the marketing yourself. So fans will have to find you from other sources so either through other models pages if they're advertising you or social media that sort of thing there's no internal 
function, unfortunately. It's really frustrating. Yeah, okay. So you can't just get on like, so if, you, if you're logging on to a porn site, for example, you can type up what would appeal to you. There's no such function in um, with OnlyFans. Exactly. It doesn't really make sense. But I guess because they're not advertising themselves as a porn website, they kind of try and exclude us a little bit from their marketing campaigns, even though we probably make them 99% of their money. Well, that's what, um, I was, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, bite the hand that feeds you OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it's exactly like that. It's quite frustrating. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, I want to get into your journey. So just to just to let everybody know, you are in the top 0.4% of earners on OnlyFans. I am, yes. That is amazing, <laughs> first of all. Um, Thank you. And so what I would like to know is, how, what is your journey? How did you get into this? Um, I kind of just stumbled upon it one day. I had always been interested in the industry, um, always taken an interest in it and I remember when I was younger, I would read about and watch documentaries on cam girls and that sort of thing. And it just kind of always piqued my interest. And so when COVID came around, um, I had just recently moved jobs. I was working in just like administration jobs and COVID came around and I was the last one into the company. So normally I was the first one out. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I was kind of just stuck. Uh, my husband wasn't working. We were like, well, we can't just rely on Centrelink. And so I was like, well, I'd always been interested in this. What do you think about me starting it? And he was like, well, if it's going to pay the bills, go ahead. I don't care. Yep. Um, and I just kind of started in like March 2020, I think it was. Okay. So uh, obviously it's exploded for you. And um, this is your main source of income now for the family. So what in what sort of things um, would you post? Do you do videos? Do you do stills? Um, do you have to interact with the people that subscribe to you? How does it how does it all work in practice? Yeah, it's kind of different for every different person that has their own account. But for me personally, I do photos. Um, I do videos as well. Uh, they're usually a additional service though. So they cost more on top of the, the subscription fee. So the subscription fee will get you like photos and some videos, but not the like full on full length stuff. Um, and then yeah, pretty much every hour of the day that I'm awake, I'm interacting with people on my site, chatting to them, getting to know them, um, offering them like the additional services and that sort of thing, trying to make the extra money because for the most part, the subscription fee is probably only like 15% of my income. Right. So it's the upsell. Yeah. Yeah. Like in any, any sort of, um, sales job, I guess you could say. So you, you are obviously selling those additional services. It's sort of like if I was to use the Macca's analogy, you know, you think you go in for sort of, you you go in and you think I'll get a burger, but you, you get a happy meal and you're much more satisfied with that. Uh, and you know, so it's, it's sort of those additional services that are where the real, um, income comes from, I guess. It is. And I also find that pretty much everyone that goes to that site, they're looking for some sort of one-on-one connection and more of a real interaction with someone and a real, um, real content as well, because 
they would just go to a porn site if they just wanted to watch something or look at something and that was all they wanted. But obviously they're there for a little bit more. So, um, yeah, chatting to them is definitely like one of the main parts of the job. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, look, what we might do, Audrey, is we'll take a break. And when we come back, I'd love to delve into what a day looks like for you and uh, and sort of delve into that a little bit deeper. It's a really fascinating uh, topic to sort of talk about how you make this personal for people. And you're exactly right. Um, you know, if it was just somebody just wanted to look at something that would that would stimulate them there are a million and one porn sites but this is where this is a little bit different and a little bit more personal so we will be back on after dark with audrey aura very shortly sometimes cheeky always fun it's after dark with louise wilkinson brought to you by flirt adult store hamilton We're back with Audrey Aura, who is a plus-size model who is in the top 0.4% of earners on OnlyFans. Quite an achievement, young lady, but I want to know what your day looks like. How does one get to be in the top 0.4% of OnlyFans earners? Well, now that I'm here, I can definitely relax a little bit. Um, although there's always growing to go, I'm definitely not up there with the, the top, top earners. That would be insane and amazing one day, hopefully. Um, but to get here, worked my butt off. Absolutely worked like over a hundred hours a week. Um, but now that I'm here, I kind of just sit on the couch, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so when when we say the top 0.4% of earners, what does that look like? What does that equate to in a week? Uh, at the moment, it's about, it's it's anywhere from seven to 10,000 Australian a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's insane. Okay. So, yeah, look, um, on those sort of dollars, you can do things like, which is almost impossible for the younger generation, enter the house market, um, you know, set yourself up for sure. Yeah. So 100 hours a week. So obviously you're not filming 100 hours a week. No, definitely not. I would go insane if I was. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I sort of think about, you know, I want to do a, a two-minute video um, for promotion and all of the work that goes into that, sort of, you know, getting my face on and getting my hair done and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So that would be exhausting doing 100 hours a week. But what does it what does it look like? What, how do you break that up? So some of it is obviously um, filming and um, and photos, but what else goes into into it? Well, honestly, the filming and the photos is probably only like 5% of it, right. contrary to belief. So many people think that that's all we do, but really the background work is what takes up all the time. Um, most of it is chatting to fans, which, I mean, wouldn't necessarily be – it's not a hard task, but it takes up a lot of time. So I still do consider it as working time. Obviously. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And then the rest of it is mostly marketing, um, like social media stuff. Uh, TikTok takes a lot of time, sometimes Instagram, taking photos, that sort of thing. Um, it's all the like background 
stuff that takes most of the time. Right. And because as you were talking about before, there's no um, necessarily search or anything like that, that only fans will point people in your direction. So I guess the TikTok, the Instagram and that sort of thing is what feeds your OnlyFans account. So it's important to keep that presence up. Yeah, that's the only way we can get fans is by using social media or other forms of marketing to get people to our site. Right. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So um, interacting with fans. So what would a conversation look like if someone reaches out to you and they're they're subscribing to you? Uh, what sort of questions do you get? Do you get any curly questions that you sort of think, oh, I'm not sure how to answer that? I guess it would take a lot of brain power to sort of um, be on that amount of hours and be interacting with so many different people who I guess um, have their own questions or agendas or, or things like that. And have you ever been in a situation where um, you've had to shut things down, shut fans down? Yeah, setting boundaries is definitely a big part of this job. Um, And I set my boundaries pretty early on when I started. Uh, I made my own boundaries and made sure I stuck to them. Um, But there's so many different things that people want to chat about. Sometimes people just want a friend. And so chatting to them and being friendly with them, asking them questions, getting to know them, and um, they want to get to know us as well. Um, Other times they just want to get straight to the action and talk dirty. Um, And other times they're quite uh, interested in us in a way that we have to be careful what we give out. There's a lot of nosy Nellies out there that want a lot of information um, that isn't necessary to give out and Mm -hmm. can be quite harmful as well. So there's definitely times where I've shut down someone's um, conversation or questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that would be things around your personal safety. Like where do you live? Can we meet up in person? Can we, you know, I'm guessing you would get those sort of questions a fair bit. Yeah. That's like a daily occurrence. And, um, although I, personally would never do that. I know other people who do um, escorting on the side, but OnlyFans has a strict no meetup rule. So you can't even talk about that sort of thing um, on the site, even if you do it, it as like a side hustle. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. And that's, that's all around safety, which is paramount. Now, one of the questions that you get uh, very, very often when you tell people that um, you are an OnlyFans model and their first question is, how does your husband take it? Yeah, that is the first question that I get, which says a lot about people. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he is amazing. He is so so supportive has been from the very beginning. He has never had any concerns with anything. Um, I mean, why would he, when he doesn't have to work and he gets to stay home and do what he wants as well. (laughs) Yeah. Live in the dream. (laughs) Exactly. He gets to play PlayStation. He gets to go out and do what he wants every day and doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But, um, you know, it, and it is important, I guess, um, for you because, you know, being on that amount of time, because you are on, you are in front of people, you are talking to people um, about their their innermost fantasies. Um, And I guess in some cases, like when you say they want a friend or they, you know, they might impart um, things that are going on in their own lives um, and you're kind of a support for them, that that would actually be for 100 hours a week, 
quite draining. So to have that support system uh, in your own home, I guess, is fairly critical to you as well. Yeah, it's definitely important uh, to have any sort of support person, um, even just uh, creating friends within the community with other models as well has been really important for me and being able to chat to people that understand what we go through. And although I do definitely lean on my husband a lot um, when I'm having a difficult day, if someone's really pushed something on me or someone's grinded me the wrong way or something like that, it's great to go and chat to someone, but it is even better to chat to someone that knows what you're going through and knows firsthand what we deal with because we do deal with a lot of crap sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine it's not all sunshine, lollipops and rainbows and um, and a lot of hard work and, and a lot of things that um, would take it out of you emotionally. So, uh, yeah, and I do agree what you're saying with the – your your first comment there, which was that says a lot about people um, when they ask what your husband thinks about it Uh, because we are empowered to be able to forge our own career in whatever that looks like. And it's almost like when you ask that question that people are actually saying, well, did you get permission? That's exactly what they're asking. Yeah. 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 So I think it's fantastic that you're standing up going, he's supportive of me, but this was my decision and I'm standing in my own power. And, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that he's along for the ride and he's so supportive, but this was actually my decision to make. And I don't need to ask permission from anyone. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely important to, discuss these things with people, especially if you're in a a relationship, of course, but I don't think it should be a matter of holding it against you. If someone doesn't want you to do do it, I think there's definitely a better way to go about it. And if he had disagreed with it, that would have been a conversation, but I don't think that's something that needs to be like, well, I don't give you permission to do this. So it's not on the table kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really important point. When we come back, we're going to talk about the general community's attitude to your choice of work and the things that you've come up against in that space. We will be right back with Audrey Aura here on After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. I'm back here with Audrey Aura, who is in the top 0.4% of earners on OnlyFans. And so far, it has been an absolutely fascinating chat about how Audrey got into the industry and how her husband is so supportive of her career, but also that it isn't just about shooting a two-minute video It is 100 hours a week that Audrey spends interacting with her subscribers and marketing and all of the back-end stuff that goes into it. But Audrey, what I want to talk about now is society's views on OnlyFans and when you tell them what your career choice is, I'm assuming that at some point you have been fairly harshly judged in that space. Yeah, I think it's inevitable that someone's going to have an opinion uh, and I have kind of had to build a bit of a solid 
wall around me. Um, uh, but I've been pretty lucky, thankfully, in my own life. I've not really had anyone in my family or anything uh, disown me or judge me too harshly. There's definitely concern around it when I first tell people. Um, unfortunately, I know people who have been completely outcast from their family and that sort of thing for it. And so I've been really lucky myself not having to deal with that. But when it comes to just random people that ask me what I do for work, um, I kind of just graze over it and tell them that I do social media or something like that. Um, unless I think that they might be a little bit nicer about it. The younger generation are definitely people that I open up to a lot easier, um, as you can probably understand. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And you know, I really find it interesting, the juxtaposition between we know that porn, OnlyFans, you know, all of these all of these things are so widely consumed in the community, but we don't own our sexuality. We don't talk about our needs or our wants or our desires uh, with our partners. So we go to other sources to find those. But then if you were to meet that person in the street – they would look scandalised standing next to their wives like, oh, my God, like you do that, you know, you wanton woman, but they're probably one of your subscribers. I know. It absolutely baffles me how stigmatised and, and shameful this job is when porn is probably like one of the most widely watched things and it's a huge industry and one of the oldest industries there are. Absolutely. I just don't understand the the stigma around it at all. Yeah. Yeah. 110%. So what can we do? What can, what, what, I guess you would have this discussion with um, you, your colleagues that are, that are also on, on OnlyFans and what are some of the things that um, you think that could be done to break down that stigma? Well, one of the things is talking about it more often mm. and that's what I aim to do, making people more aware of it and just, putting it into people's everyday conversation I think is really important and the more people hear about it, the more they might kind of understand it and that's kind of what I try to do. I try and explain as well that it's not just taking photos and that sort of thing and I think that's also where the stigma comes in. People think it's an easy job where it's like any business that's going to take a lot of time and energy and effort to get it off the ground uh, regardless of what you do. And I think people should be taking it more seriously because it truly is just like any other business that you might start. Yeah, 100% it is. Now, um, you have devised a really interesting course and I think it's probably the first of its kind, isn't it? Um, in terms of- A little bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've created a masterclass. Uh, it's coming out really, really soon. It keeps getting pushed back for legal reasons, but it's coming out really soon, hopefully mid-next month. Um, and it basically covers it, it covers every single part of my brain that knows all the knowledge of the last two years of me in the, this industry. So pretty much everything that I've learned, I've put into this course, uh, and it took me a very long time. I've been working on it for like eight months now. Um but yeah, I'm so excited because it is kind of the first of its kind. There are coachings out there, but they're so basic and um, kind of the, the more in-depth ones are kind of harder to find. They're more gate kept. And I don't think that should be 
happening. Mm. You kind of already have to be in the industry to know where to find them. Um, and I think that it should be kind of widely available to people that actually are interested in the industry. Yeah. So this is uh, just to just to put people across it. This is a course for people who are interested in entering into OnlyFans and um, all the tips and tricks that go into the back end of making it a success. Yes. Yeah, so it covers everything from content creation to social media to networking, um, but it also covers stuff like mental health and finances and privacy and security and that sort of thing. Um, I cover everything that I know pretty much, um, and I'm. it's not just available for people that are wanting to get into it. It's also available to people that have already been in the industry because I, I find that even people who have been in the industry for a couple of years, some people just find it really hard to pick up that knowledge and that experience. And I feel like I'm a bit of a sponge. Like I find knowledge everywhere and I find information everywhere and I kind of just absorb it. Mm. And so I want to help drain that information onto other people so that they have the opportunity to grow and be successful as well. Yeah, 100%. And I'm guessing like, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm just sort of drawing parallels with my own business and um, and I own a, a dance school and I'm also like a personality that's on radio. Um, but the majority of my work and how I actually leverage that is through social media and through promotion. And that is what takes up a fair bit of the time, um, not actually the skill itself. So um, it is a lot to keep across social media algorithms to um, work out what works and what doesn't in terms of promotion in any industry. So to have one that's specific to OnlyFans, and also I love that, you know, you've really delved into um, the finance side of it, the because it's not just all about, you know, ordering caviar, lobster and champagne when you're um, living the high life and you're making this, you know, it's uh, this income. It's about setting yourself up for the future. Um, You delve into things like safety and that sort of thing, which people probably haven't really thought that much about. They've just, you know, it's easy to forget, I guess, when you throw something up online that you've uh, created in your bedroom that you forget how many people in the outside world are actually consuming that and the um, the safety measures that you need to put around yourself in terms of that. So I think it's an incredibly valuable resource for a lot of people. Thank you. I'm very excited for it. Um, and, and you're right. I, I think a lot of people just delve into it and jump into it without thinking twice. Um, and a lot of people think, oh, yeah, I could do that. But they don't think clearly about the fact that it could affect their personal relationships. It could affect their current work situations and it could also affect them in the long term because although society has come a long way since even in five years, we have started to destigmatize it, especially since the pandemic, there is still a long way to go before it's completely normalized. And so if you do this, it, could affect future jobs. It could affect future relationships. There's a lot of things to consider before 
you jump into it fully. Yeah. And have you, I mean, you were sort of uh, in, a, in a position where you had been let go from your job before you started this and your family and um, and your friends are very, very supportive of you. But do you know of people who have like literally been, you know, possibly fired from a position because they've got an OnlyFans account or um, thrown out of their family or, you know, that sort of thing. And how do people find it? That's my question as well. Like if you're, you know, sort of going as an employer, well, I found this OnlyFans account. How did you find it? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I know. Unfortunately, I know dozens of people who have been affected. Um, I know people who have been fired, not necessarily fired from jobs because you can't, say that outright but they've linked it back to that i know people who have had long-term relationships um broke up because of it i know people who have had their families disown them and i also know people who have had their children's schools uh become aware of it and kick the kids out of the school so i know that happened in america so i don't know what quite what it's like in australia but it's definitely a big thing to think about and the way that people come across it usually is by doxing. So basically just um, people finding it and then giving it out to other people and being like, Hey, I know this person, this is their real name. I'm going to send it to every single person that I know um, to make them aware of it. And it's, it's horrendous. Yeah. Very, very toxic. Now, if people wanted to uh, connect with you, I'm guessing social media, obviously um, there is no search on, on OnlyFans, but they can find you through this social media, which will link them back to OnlyFans. But also if people were interested in the course, I guess social media would be the best way to reach out to you. Yeah, so AudreyAura.com is my main website and it has links to all my different social medias, all my different sites. That's just like the one-stop shop. You can find everything you need to know there. Excellent. No worries. Well, Audrey, I really thank you for your candor with this conversation. It has been incredibly interesting and informative and I have learned a lot and I really thank you uh, for being so transparent with this and I wish you all the very best with your course. I think it's going to be something, a resource that is very much needed for your industry. So congratulations. Thank you so much. That was Audrey Aura, OnlyFans model and you are listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Our time together draws to a close once again, and I hope that you've found tonight's episode to be both informative and thought-provoking. I know I certainly have. I look forward to joining you next week at 8pm for another informative, thought-provoking and sexy After Dark. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Thanks for your company. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.